podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's a cup of tea show, although we're on water at the moment, but Craig Hanna might make us one, who knows. Uh, this is John Givens, and I'm joined by Mike Carey. We're delighted to, for Mike to come in. Uh, lots of you will know Mike from, well, YouTube fame, I suppose you'd say now, Mike. Um, celebrity Liverpool fan, what do you want to call it? I am... Um... I don't know yet, to be honest. <laughs> infamous, maybe. Infamous, yeah. Um, for those who don't know or need a little bit of introduction, Mike was uh, kind of picked up the first time at the Napoli game uh, on the front row with his cousin. Uh, Mike's partially sighted, so although, I mean, he'll explain himself, although he can see a lot of what's going on, he does need a little bit of help. So there was a nice video course of his cousin explaining a little bit more about what Mo Salah had done in that fantastic goal against Napoli. It got picked up and uh, lots of people have enjoyed it because it was you know what football is all about really sharing it with your friends enjoying it with your friends and enjoying that fantastic moment and then got invited down to to melwood mike for for a, for a yeah. special kind of afternoon but before that um did you know you were being filmed no I, for the, I, the napoli game no um it, <sighs> only i had an inkling at half time when the fella came up to me and he asked if we could do an interview for american tv he wanted. He said, uh, "Oh, can we do a story about you never know, walk alone and how it inspires inspire you?" And I just went, yeah. Went, no, you don't. Made him after a pint. Just wanted to sit in the front row and that, and uh, just, just turned to ask Ian. I was just laughing, going, "What's that all about?" He should then, have asked us. We're media horse. We'll do uh, anything. We got his number. I'll do it. <laughs> but um, no, like that, that 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 fella. His name's Tony, and the cameraman. His name's Tony as well. Um, the they that went out on their Twitter. I think the, the, that night. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know about it until the next day. So I think my dad's mate just WhatsApp me, just a link. Didn't say nothing. So followed it and it went on to that. Um, on on the tweet like and I just went to it. Bloody hell! I only had like I think I had a hundred thousand or two hundred thousands. I was like Christ, that's that's gone big like. Yeah. And uh, I just carried on going from there. And then obviously more and more people enjoying it and getting in touch and just saying like how much how much they yeah. enjoyed the kind of video really and, and obviously the relationship between you and your cousin as well. Yeah, I was, I didn't react to it and I was reading the comments um, and like they were all just saying oh how nice is this and they were all they were all saying oh he was chopping the onions I was like oh, I wonder why people are crying about it and that like it's just just normal to me and I was yeah. doing that in it and but it, and then I, when I said oh thank like this, this is me. Uh, thanks for the comments and it's been lovely reading it all it just exploded from there but as I say like I, you're just sitting there one day as a normal fella and then the next day everyone's going oh this is lovely it's made me smile it's made me cry oh isn't this a lovely bond a bit sly though if you didn't tell me wouldn't it so <laughs> I mean uh, do, you, do you sort of understand now why it did resonate with people because obviously at first you're thinking well I go, the, I go the match I go the match like anyone else I'm enjoying it I'm cheering the goal why, why are people kind of bothered if you like but do you understand now like a little bit more about kind of why it did resonate with people Um, I, I'd probably be lying if I said yeah but I do understand a bit more I know I know it, it makes people happy that I know for a fact that people with visual impairments as well, the Liverpool fans have got in touch privately and said, "Oh, you know, they were st- they've still got more central vision than what I have at the moment, and they were worrying about not being able to see mm. in the future." And they were just saying, "Oh, it's brilliant that you can still enjoy it." And as as you said, like everyone else who's not aware of a, a a family member or friend having a visual impairment, they were just like, "Oh, they can't believe how it still brings joy to people." Yeah, I mean, I think that was the key for me. Really, was the 
I mean, the idea for me is that football should be for everyone and football kind of is for everyone and it's brought so much joy to my life that you wouldn't like to think anyone, you know, wouldn't be able to go to the game, be that kind of a, a disability, if you like, or, or any other thing, kind of race, kind of sex, gender. And I think the idea of when you see kind of a video like that and also the kind of the relationship where, where someone, you know, your cousin's trying to help you kind of enjoy it even more, really, and that's great because... I think most of us just get lost in the moment, don't yeah. we? And I can't think. Oh, I, I need to kind of you know help help someone else yeah. out here. Is um, it's probably it's not like directly after the goal. We've all, it's it's about <laughs> it's about twenty seconds after the goal because they're all they're all. I think if you listen to it properly, you can still hear George announcing the goal. Yeah. Which, as you know, they're all back on the way to the half, their own half, then, aren't they? Mm. And it, like, we've all, we've all had a big celebrate and he's tried to be at each other with a hug, like strangling <laughs> each other, and, that, and then he's just gone. Oh, Salah's took it round Kilo Bali and he's just put it in. Yeah, is the nicest way I can say. <laughs> you can swear on this one. <laughs> so, when did the kind of club get in touch? How how soon was it yeah. after that? Um, the Friday before the United game, Tony Barrett rang me, and um, he'd said, you know, Mo's seen the video and he wants me to get in touch with you and invite me up the following Tuesday if it was at all possible. And I was just one of them surreal moments. I've, I've heard Tony's voice. On, on the air a few times and that and I knew it was him as soon as he said I am I so I just went alright Tony <laughs> <laughs> which must have freaked him out to me he's got yeah. a, he has got a distinctive growl no, yeah. no I just said to him I, I recognise your voice sort of thing and I, I, to be honest I was I, I, I would lie if I say I wasn't expecting something because it had gone so big I was thinking it's it sort of I'll, I'll get something somewhere yeah. but I was starting to think it's Friday you know it's been, it's been Tuesday Wednesday Thursday been and gone Mm. And I might get it, and then he obviously he'd been putting it in place. It's not just you can't just say, "All right, come in tomorrow." Oh, he's, he's just, just lazy. He's just lazy. Don't he? <laughs> no, he said, um, you know, obviously a lot of players had seen it, and Mo had seen it, and he wanted to invite me up, and you know, could, would have been easy for him just to lash me a shirt or a, yeah. a tweet back or something like that, wouldn't it? But he, you know, as nice as he is, he said, "Can we get you and your cousin up?" And, had, had a good time like it was a it was a boss day yeah I mean people would have seen the video of that as well and a lot of the players the manager all recognise you and, and something that we've heard <laughs> but something we've heard quite a lot from from footballers and from people around the club is that although they don't necessarily read newspapers or anything because they try and kind of blank that out at all on YouTube all the time I mean they're just young fellas aren't they you know what yeah. I mean so the, so the sharing videos they're on social media the, the, the sharing little videos and a lot of them are enjoyed it saying how you know saying how famous you were and stuff <laughs> like yeah. that and, and, and a lot of the players were, 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 were pleased as pleased to meet you as much as Mo was oh no yeah dude oh, to be honest I can't I've not got a bad word to say about anyone like on, on the screen or behind the screen it was a lovely day, like, and as I say, everyone, I think Alison came up and said, oh, what's your video, are you famous? Yeah. I don't, no one picks up, I, they never put in, I said to him, it probably wouldn't gone, have gone as big as it was if it went for your save last minute. <laughs> I, don't, I think he was struggling to understand me at that point. <laughs> and Divock Origi as well, the first thing I said to him was, there's Divock there, and I thought, oh, well, what can you say to Divock? Like, nice one. Best moments of the season so far when you slotted against the Blues. <laughs> I don't think he understood, but he just went, oh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> so, you know, it, it has been brilliant. They, they, were, they were all brilliant, on, like, as I say, on, away from the cameras as well. It was just, they put microphones on me and asked and just said, go ahead, off you go, sort of thing. So it was dead, hands off, and now you've got to say this at this time. And the people filming weren't expecting Klopp to come down the stairs. Mm. And he's just there, and asked he's going, there's Klopp, there's Klopp. <laughs> But uh, I said they were all brilliant and that, and just people letting on to you going, "All right, Mike, or yeah, I've seen your videos." Like, well, it has gone big, like. I mean, 
you say you were very kind of natural on it. I think that was one of everyone's favorite things about it. Um, obviously, there's a, there's a bit of a meme now, which I've been known to use, where uh, as a yet is right. And I think I've seen quite a few Evertonians even on Twitter going like, "This is like the Scousers video, just some lad like bouncing around, just going, oh yeah, shit, boss, and all that." You know, just very, you're almost kind of nonchalant about it. I mean, you're obviously pleased to be there, but yeah. there's not like, you know, this. You, you just you're trying to stay laid back as well, I guess. Yeah. I- I was sort of in the anticipation for waiting. We were in the in the foyer waiting for a bit. The same day, he was filming the school one with Shakiri and Rabo. Okay. So we were waiting for that, and um, Ryan Brewster was in in the foyer with us. We were talking to him for a bit. And I was just like, "Oh, this is alright, isn't it?" There's, there's Ryan Brewster there, and like he's a footballer, and he's not like Mo Salah or like a proper famous footballer yet. But hopefully, he goes on to be. But it, like, and then we seen Van Dyke walking past, and asked, "He's going like, there's Van Dyke. There's Van Dyke. <laughs> he, he was going to pick his PFA." Uh, player of the month up I think um, and it was just like they were all bouncing around and flip flops and that and they're like oh, this is just their, this is their day and it's their work, we're, we're, yeah. we're just sitting here because we've been invited up and that's mad yeah. and then once once it was like right let's go I was like alright so I'm going to meet another fella who's famous like but he's obviously sound <laughs> so uh, I, I don't think I was panicking I was a little bit beforehand thinking, what am I doing here? Yeah. And when we pulled up to the I gates... I still feel like that when I get to Mumbles. Oh, yeah. No, when, when we pulled up to the gates and that, and the fellow went, what are you here for? I was like, oh, shit, he's going to turn us <laughs> he's away. He's going to He's going to turn us away, yeah. <laughs> no, but... Um, I, uh, I still can't put into words. I was like, it's, what is it? It's the 19th today. So, two two months tomorrow, and I'm still getting likes and retweets and comments about the video. And, uh, and uh, I think the memes are going to go all season and, and, probably, and stuff like yeah, that. Probably, Which is mad. I mean, how does it kind of, has it changed your opinion of the football club? Because I think a lot of us have bashed the club in the past. A lot of us have moaned about the club in terms of certain things they have done, certain things they haven't. And I think it's hard for them, isn't it, to, to do things, you know, for, for every fan that they necessarily want to. And obviously the players, you know, which we're talking about before, they're there to work and they're there to kind of, you know, we don't want too many distractions from them because effectively what we want is for them to win the league. Mm. But... What for what what they did not just what they did for you that day but also how they were with you how how all the kind of players were with you is it is it kind of is it is it changed your perception of what kind of Liverpool football club is? Um, it's strange because you know you got you see them on the pitch every week, don't you? And you like how they they they're, that they're different to us. They're like they're not they're just genuinely sound people. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them there. Like. I only met them for like half an hour or so or whatever it was, but you can just tell they're all genuinely lovely people and they all get on with each other. It's not fake. And, you know, they were just... I, I felt like they were treating me like I was just coming in for training sort of thing, <laughs> which I wanted, like, but... <laughs> no, they were all... They're just a genuinely nice group of people, you know, away from the cameras as well as on the cameras and... It, it sort of made me appreciate, like, oh, you, you don't you don't really think of them as people, do you? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh can he's missed an open goal. What's he doing? But he's a yeah. person, so yeah. he's probably gutted himself, and all, all the rest of it. But as I say, just genuinely nice people, and you actually think, well, that's them away from the ground, and they do, they do have lives as well, sort of thing. Yeah, and pressure, and an incredible kind of pressure on them, really, to, yeah. to kind of deliver. And we we expect so much yeah. from them in terms of not just on the pitch, but kind of off it, really. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> On the on the pitches, you know, we all we all obviously want us to win the league this year, um, and we I think you see it a bit with the Leicester game where it's, it sort of came to a head there, where mm. and they're just saying let us do the job like Van Dyke straight after, just we know what we're doing, yeah. we're calm, just just let us do what we want to do, 
and you know whatever happens happens but I think that was a, another little insight into like you know we, we are people we can feel what you're sort of putting on us a bit whether it's positive or negative it's always obviously going to be better for us when it's a positive spin but you know you can't you can't say things and do things negatively towards them and not expect them to feel it because they're just like us um, in, t- in terms of you Mike what's in terms of your sight have you, have you is it ever been kind of there is it deteriorated yeah. kind of what, what what's your story a little bit more um, in your mind so I was I was born with a sight problem that the doctors wouldn't tell me my mum dad until he'd fully tested because I've, I've also got um, nerve damage in my left ear so they might they thought it it might have been a different sight condition so they'd done years of testing and, and prodding and poking and looking at my brain for years and then they finally said when I was seven they registered me blinds with retinitis pigmentosa which is a, ge- a degenerative dese- um, disease um, so my sight's always been a lot better than what it is now up until up until I left school at 18 uh, I went to mainstream school till I was 11 in Holy Rosary in Aintree and then I went to St Vincent's which was my choice which was a school for the blinds and visually impaired in uh, West Derby I went there at 11 and I, you know, I could see a lot better. Right. You know, I could read, write, do all the normal things, play on the PlayStation, play footy every break time. It's just like completely to me, to me anyway, it was normal. Obviously, it wasn't because I, I couldn't drive when I turned eighteen. Yeah. And then what have you? And I, I knew I was different, but I didn't feel it. I don't now, even though I know my eyesight's considerably worse than yours and everyone else's. Um. It's never, as I was growing up, it never, it, it used to get me down sometimes about, oh, I wish I was, but then mm-hmm. I think, well, now I can anyway, so it, there's no point in getting self down over it or worrying about it too much. But as I said, my sight, it's not completely black blind as a lot of people thought. In the video or the still of the picture, it was a bit confusing because I was looking up and you can see the whites in my eyes and everyone thinks, oh, black blind, that lad. And yeah, I'm not, but. You know, they're about as about as useful as a chocolate teapot. <laughs> um, but they, they, they still do. I can still see bits and what I, what I can't see. And a lot of people around me can just describe to me or help me with. So your relationship with football was was obviously there. You mentioned as a, as a, as a youngster, uh, you know, you used to play, you used to enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Presumably, always been a Liverpool fan, like as long as you can remember. I think you said on the video. Uh, there's a story about this. So. My grand, uh, my mum and dad aren't really big football fans, not at all really, and they're both their parents. The dads are Everton fans, so there's pictures of me in Everton shirts, but I was never really asked, and everyone tries to go, "Ah, oh, look, you were a blue, you were blue. <laughs> like they do with Gerard." Yeah, <laughs> N- like like, not like John Joy Carragher will say, "Yeah, I was a blue," and, I, and then I was a red. Yeah, like uh, I wasn't bothered, and then sadly, you know, me, um, me, my mum's dad passed away. And her brother as well, they were all blues and that. And so there was no influence. And then all my cousins are reds. My schoolmates are reds and that. So, and once I, once, once you're into footy, I was like, nah, that's shite, that. I, I, you know, I'll, I'll just be a red. So, so <laughs> probably about six right. onwards, seven onwards. But, you know, that's when you can say all you can remember. It, it's, it is, I have always and ever been only bothered about Liverpool. 
But I'm just getting that out there just in case one of my cousins. <laughs> so my cousins been threatening me all Christmas going, I'll last this picture up, you know, you had early wisdom if it was six or seven, you knew yeah. kind of right, right from wrong from an early yeah, age. I knew what way to go. <laughs> but um yeah, that footy's been there since day I don't know how because I said my mum and dad weren't that bothered. Mm. I just always liked it. And then um it was what my cousins we used to play footy every Saturday Sunday in the back garden and you know, on the backfield and what have you sometimes and it just grew from there. I wanted to get involved more and more, play footy in school, you know, even even in Holy Rosary and with my cousins, they're fully sighted. Yeah, I never used to get like, and I never used to get left behind. So I'd always get stuck in. I wouldn't not get a touch of the ball. I'd score, and so I, it, it's always been there as a constant. Like, and it's it, as I got older, it got there to be, you know, going out having a drink, bit of an escape from what's going on within your life. Yeah, and so. Football obviously still feels like that for you in terms of, like all of us, we, we work all week and we've got things going on in our lives, but, but Saturday afternoon is, well, whatever the games are, you know, kind of moved and things like that is, is that time where, you know, you're with your mates and as I say, it's escaping, you get to scream and shout and, and cheer on the boys in red who thankfully have been, have been pretty good this season. Yeah, um, I, I don't remember, I said Leicester might have been the worst game we've had this year and even still, you know, you're having a good time, you're releasing whatever's out in your personal life just you go in you have a laugh you didn't, sometimes it doesn't go your way but it's just nice to be a part of singing shouting having a dance when we win <laughs> would you say football's kind of changed what it means to you over the years you know you, you mentioned kind of your sights deteriorated was there ever a time where you kind of went off football or was there ever a time where you think oh well, you know, I can't really go anymore or is it, is it, I'm just interested whether it's kind of it, it, it means more to you now means less to you now or means something different or not at all um, I wouldn't say I've gone off football ever it wasn't great under Hodgson like but, but, um, <laughs> that was all of us uh, no I, I, I never really I, so my first ever game was uh, Portsmouth in the FA Cup years ago the one all that Michael Owen scored in the goal I think it might have been the third round or the fourth round. I can't remember, but I've had, I went to games from then really sporadically up until about um, 2012 season, where I was in every game. Right. But like I'm, I've been to some belters when um, in the mean, like the previous, and it, I never went off it. I always wanted to go more and more and more, and then I uh, couldn't afford it really when I I had left school. Properly, um, and other things like just getting in the way. So I missed. I, I went to a few games of Hodgson's. Thankfully, not all of them. <laughs> but that was probably the only time where I thought, "Oh, this is this is this is turning a bit shit for us." Like, but thankfully, we got back on the on the go and where we are where we are today. And it's, it's I've never really not stopped like loving football or anything like that. It's always it's always been a big part of my life. And even when I couldn't go, oh, it's on the telly or we go to the pub, listen to it on the radio. So it's, uh, it is a massive part. And I sometimes sit there thinking, what do people do that don't like it? <laughs> like, I, I couldn't imagine myself ever getting as passionate about rugby mm. or, or darts. <laughs> I think though for other people listening, they they might think, well, if if I was, if if you know, you mentioned your site wasn't great in school, but it was it was kind of pretty good really, and you were able to play and stuff. And then if you lost that, then you might think, well, well, football's kind of not for me anymore. And I, I just find it interesting personally that you've never, you've never kind of had that attitude. You're like, well, I'm just going to enjoy it in a different way now. Um, I don't know. I've never really thought about that. To be honest, John, uh, 
Probably, yeah. Like, I, I, I never sat back and thought, oh, shit, well, I can't see over the halfway line now, so what's the point going? Yeah. I just carried on. And just, it, you know, it, it changed a bit. But it's still the same game, innit? Yeah. It's, you know, I can jump up and down and shout just as much as you can. <laughs> so, and you, I don't know, maybe maybe if I was a different person, it might have affected me in a, in a worse way, but it hasn't. So, quite fortunately, I'm just still me about going the footy really and about everything by the sounds of it and you kind of mentioned before that it got you a little bit down and then you just thought well I can still do everything that I want to do and, and, and that's yeah, that's that was, a kind of positive attitude really that was um, that was like back back in the day well my eyesight was still decent you, you know you'd have the down days mm. and what have you but, but that was like just everyone like, yeah well you're a bit down you, you know I, I struggled a lot more um when I lost my sight, well, I, I say lost like it's gone completely. But when I lost what I, I was used to, my useful vision, as I might like to call it, because it was useful. It's not really that useful anymore. But <laughs> um, that was the that was the biggest time where it, you know it was hard just to because it wasn't just the footy; it was your every day, like oh, walking around and oh the fucking hell, you bumped on your head again on, on a cupboard. Like oh, I didn't do that last week. You know your yeah. eyesight's gone. And that was when I started, I don't know, like, you feel more of a burden. Like, that's what I felt like, because I was relying more on people. Hmm. And that, that was when it, uh, it wasn't great. I didn't have a good time of it. But it's, it was, that was, that's completely different just to feeling down and upset when you're a, you're a kid. Yeah. And that, that's completely different circumstances and what have you. And, you know... I, I thankfully sorted that out by reaching out for a, a chat with my mum and a few of my cousins, um, just to get to get the feeling of you're not know, a burden off your shoulders and worrying about it, because that's that was the hardest part really, probably. Yeah, now I can imagine. And would would you say the football was something that helped you out at that, or was that was a football because just kind of like always been the constant, really? Because as you say, when you're in the ground, you're just like me, really, and so you know there's not that feeling of yeah, of being kind of different. It's it's. I mean, football's great for that for any of us, really. You know, the, the reason why I like football so much is that communal activity of being all together and feeling like you kind of part of something. And and was that was that something that kind of helped you? Would you say? Yeah, it's it's the escape, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you can just get in, do what you used to do, and every other week or every four or five days every uh, cup competitions and that it's just oh well I'm, I'll get to the game and it'll be sound sort of thing I'll get to the game and it'll be sound and you sort of stick on a face onto the world and then when you get to just release all what you've been thinking in the game and just forget about it really and just watch the footy hmm. be with you mainly RSD but with my other cousins have been over the past few years Honestly, yeah. with the lucky one, he got famous. <laughs> um, but like, just, just being a part of something. Yeah. When when you when you feel when you're going through things like and you're feeling not great and you feel like you're a burden to people, but then you you release all that and go yeah. and be a part of supporting Liverpool and you know just being another body in the ground and mm-hmm. another voice making the noise. It's it was it wasn't easy to forget like, but it just it made it easier if that makes any sense. No, it does, it does. And I think a lot of people listening will be able to resonate with that in some way, not necessarily directly through your story, but through their own times where they've they've kind of struggled or, or, or had like a tough period. And that's the good thing about this football club. It feels like it's kind of there for you when you need it. And I found that, like, um, you know, times where I've kind of struggled in the past really is the, 
I've always felt that when I'm very needed Liverpool, they've kind of come through for me, really. And, and good job they're only off two months of the year. <laughs> yeah. Well, summer's nice, though, the sunshine. Yeah, summer's, summer's sound. <laughs> just, go, just go to bed at home, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've all, I'm not totally sure when this is coming out. I'm looking over at Lizzie tomorrow. Okay, so uh, so this will be after the Bayern Munich game. But, you know, it might have all gone terribly wrong. But we're all obviously hoping for a, for a really good result. But kind of whatever tonight. I mean, this season has just been incredible. And you talk about the Reds kind of being there for you. The, how they've managed to bounce back from their own adversity of Kiev yeah. and, and, and kind of go on this amazing run just shows kind of it's a special group of players yeah. isn't it and ones that it feels different to 13-14 yeah. oh massively it was built on sand a bit in 13-14 and just take one brick out the ball and it falls to bits but Kiev was like a watershed moment wasn't it yeah. you know it could go one or two ways thankfully it looks like it's going our way and you know let, let's hope it continues yeah and hopefully a nice little run in this Champions League as well I mean we'll presume whatever happened against Bayern when people listen to this we're not kind of out of the tie at least and the European nights at Anfield I mean you've kind of like felt them obviously you're, you're feeling the kind of the sounds and the smells even more than kind of everyone else really yeah. I mean they must be kind of extra special for you yeah. in a way I've, I've, I've had it from two sides I went to the first ever European game I went to was the Chelsea semi-final in 07 so I'd never been to a European game up until that because the ticket system used to be a bit mad for um, non-disabled season ticket holders used to have to write off like six, eight weeks in advance right. and get in the ballet. So that's how I got loads of my tickets back then. And I wrote, my mum wrote off, uh, said, like told me, if, the, if you get them, it's for your birthday. It was in May, obviously, and my birthday's in March, but we got them. And it, that was the first ever one we, I went to. And back then, my eyesight was, about 2007, I was 15, so a lot better. So I can I can still see. Was that the, the one they won on penalties? Cause yeah, there's a lot, isn't Dirk, it? Yeah. Um, Dirk slots Dirk's, the last win. Yeah, Agus scores the. That was the first ever game to go to in my European thing. And as I say, like I I, I seen it all like you. I, like I, I can, the colour, everything burnt in, and these these ones from now are still the same, more blurry. Um, obviously with my eyesight not being as good, but just as good, if not better because I can have a bevy after it or mm. I, you know I'm older so I appreciate it more now weirdly um, I, it's say having both sides and I can still say well it's just as good as I said if not better now because I eh, I don't know it's hard to say probably because I've got a closer affinity with football yeah and what it means not be able to see it but still experience it hmm. and I say that the whole of the Europa League run the other year that was brilliant um, the City game and the Roma games last year were good like, it'd be nice to have one of them tonight where we just roll, roll three <laughs> goals in before half time just have a nice sing song for the rest of, rest of the game <laughs> I mean kind of over like, so presume you go in tonight you got a ticket yeah yeah back in me my famous seats back, <laughs> and, back the, and the people come and say hello when they see you kind of now a little bit more all, all the stewards like sort to of know your faces don't they from letting you in and yeah. they're all going oh you best not be caught swearing on camera today <laughs> and some, some fella at the Bournemouth game was it Bournemouth or Leicester I can't remember he walked past and done a double take 
and looked as if he was looking for a seat number and he went, sorry, do you mind if I have a selfie? <laughs> and I thought, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, yeah, go ahead. I can't say Quickly no. Quickly before anyone notices. Yeah, I can't say no because I look like an absolute tit. Like, but, <laughs> no, um, people are letting on to us in that year. Yeah. Walking out the game at the Arsenal game, this fella came up to me and went, oh, lad, I watched the video yesterday with me kids and that. I was in floods of tears <laughs> and I made up for you. It looks like you had a brilliant day. What a fella. Yeah. I was like, all right, sounds yeah, I'm just getting off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nice. It was really, really yeah. nice to see and hear everyone come up to you and, oh, that was boss, that lad. But it's still not really used to it yet. Hmm. But I'm not, like, not allergic to it. So. <laughs> I think as well, like, people obviously enjoyed the video on Melbourne because we want, we want to think our football clubs essentially run by sound people and, and sound people involved and so a little video is kind of like that although everyone was made up for you and the experience you got it's also like oh it's good to see Jürgen's a good fellow and it's good to see kind of Alice yeah. a good fellow because it, it matters doesn't it and it shouldn't yeah, really because it, in theory they should, we should just care about how good they are at kicking the ball in the goal but like really you want it to be a little bit more because you've invested so much in it it just makes the whole thing a lot better doesn't it mm-hmm. just imagine if you were dickheads you go, wow. <laughs> what, what, a, what a waste of time that is when you put all that effort in but no it's it genuinely nice to see that Everyone at the club. I mean, it, literally everyone behind the scenes. You know, Tony's doing fantastic work. Yeah. You know, uh, I just haven't got a bad word to say. Even even if I did, I probably wouldn't say it on the on the microphone. But <laughs> um, no, it's a joke. That this they're, they're all sound. They're all, like, and it makes it so much better. The fact that you sort of know that from the outside, but once I've only met them briefly. Once you sort of you sort of know that you get the character yeah. of them, you think, oh, what a fella! Mm. What, what a what a fella he'd be to go and have a pint with, or have a sit like just a talk to all night. But it makes the whole thing a, a lot more. Um, I don't know, I'm just, can't find a way for it. But just enjoyable. Yeah, no enjoyable is the word. Yeah. So it's it's two thirty now, match day. Bayern. What's 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 your plan between now and kick off? Have you got one? Do you know what you're doing? Uh, I don't know really. I I'm got a clue. <laughs> there'll be there'll be, there'll be a bevy somewhere, yeah, surely. Be a somewhere, probably, yeah. <laughs> before and after. And hopefully um, hopefully kinda of celebrating. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Well it'd be nice just to as I said before. Hopefully we can just recreate City last year, blow them away first half. See it out second half and go over there in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, we have a good time when we go over there. Just before we finish, I just wanna um, you mentioned something before about other people who've um who who struggled with their eyesight as well, getting in touch with you had kind of after the video. Um what kind of things were people kinda of saying to, to you then in terms of obviously the they, they were pleased for you and kind of your experiences, but have you had pe- people, anyone message saying that, that you've kind of inspired them to go back to football or anything like that? Um I wouldn't say go back to football. One one person in particular just said he, he was worried about losing his central vision like I have and not mm. being able to enjoy it. And yeah. he's just said the fact that, you know, you know, you're made up and you're still there, you're still being a part of it. He just said it's really encouraging. He's only 17, the lad. Right. So he, he's, I think he, in what he was trying to say to me is it's it comforted him that, to know that if worse comes to worse and his sight does go worse, mm. that he can still go and, oh, if that lad's doing it, then I can, which is nice, like. And obviously, if anyone listens to this and all about the stuff about me struggling and what have you, having a few bad days and that, you know, please reach out and speak to anyone. Yeah. You know, it, it took took the weight off my shoulders really so much. Um, whoever you can get to, whoever you feel comfortable talking to, just do it. You know, why why punish it? Punish yourself by carrying it round on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you're not a burden to anyone. 
you know, you're, you're a loved member of your family and your friends, so don't struggle with it on your own. And, you know, don't get down about not being able to do things because you can, and I am. Fantastic. Great way to finish. Uh, huge thanks to Mike for joining us uh, and Lizzie Doyle for putting this together and Andy for producing. Uh, that's been a cup of tea. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, do get in touch if you have and let us know. Um, yeah, thanks very much. That's been the Unfield of. Sports Social Podcast Network.